Welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. My name is Heather Borsma. I'm a certified business coach who helps mama entrepreneurs double their business with more heart and less hustle. Want to learn how? Let's go. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Life Launch Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, a client, and a friend. Jamie Fenwick is a photographer, the founder of Bringing Inspiration Home, which provides women with opportunities to tap into their creative gifts and natural rhythms. She leads an annual women's walking retreat through the English countryside and creates both written and photographic content with the purpose of inspiring a return to restorative natural rhythms. Jamie and her husband will live in Northern California with their three kids and she's here today to hang out with us and we're going to be talking about rest and we're also going to be sharing a fun opportunity for all of you to find some deeper connection to rest in your own life. So thanks for being here, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. Yeah, this is fun. So some fun little facts about our connections for everyone who doesn't know Jamie photographed our wedding in Cuba like 16 years ago which is kind of crazy feels like a lifetime ago <laughs> 100% yeah and then also we share a mutual cousin second cousin for me first cousin for you Steph um, and that was our original connection was through Steph I think yeah. And I remembered the other day and I need to go dig it out, but I have a photograph when I started, I think first shooting film when I was a teenager, I have a photograph of you and Stephanie at a dance, like prepping for a dance recital. Oh, funny. And then we've connected more in the recent couple of years because you've been a part of my coaching community, life launch and business launch. And that's been really cool to like reconnect and just see the overlap in values and um, vision. And that's kind of what brought us together to have this conversation today. One of the main values that we both share and infuse into our businesses is rest. So tell me a little bit about your own kind of journey with rest and how it became an important thing to you. Yeah. So I worked as a wedding and portrait photographer for about 10 years. Prior to that, I was at art school. I was creating for professors or for pay for about 15 years. And at that point, I was starting to experience burnout, a creative burnout and just a burnout in general. I had a baby and a toddler and we knew we wanted to expand our family. And I just remember thinking, I don't know how to create anymore. I don't have anything to create from. I felt like my creative well had run dry and I knew that I needed a sabbatical of sorts. And so I took a year where I didn't create for anybody else, like not for pay at all. And it it felt risky. It felt like a big step of faith, but I knew that I needed to create from a place of rest if I was going to continue. And I didn't know what that would look like in the future. I didn't know what my business would look like, what my creative work and process would be. But I just knew intuitively that I needed to tap into a deeper time of rest. And so one of the things that I did during this sabbatical was I went on a walking trip. I had heard about the Cotswolds for years and I had known a couple of people who walked and, and I, this idea of long distance walking really appealed to me because 
it just felt so uh, in tune with like my natural rhythms. It was something that I could do and I could think and I could be inspired. I could pray. I could um, just dream again. And so I did this trip with a couple of friends. And when I came back, I I started a new business, Bringing Inspiration Home, uh, because I knew I wanted to take what I'd experienced, not just from that walking trip, but other experiences that I had just in life and bring that inspiration back into my world and then share it with others. And I knew that that trip had such an impact on me that I wanted to share it with other women. I wanted to take other women with me. And so that's where there's a blend between creativity and rest started to to happen. It was like a catalyst for my research and writing on rest and creativity and how the two really go in tandem with each other. Yeah. I love that. I think a lot of women who listen to this podcast can relate to that feeling of being close to or in the middle of burnout. And likely a lot of them are moms and entrepreneurs. So similar to your story, I also experienced my burnout when I had a toddler and a baby and was wanting to potentially have another child, but was also like, there's, I have, yeah, I just felt like I had nothing left to give. And for me, it looked like a year of like panic attacks and anxiety. And the the common thing was just like, I no longer had the reserves. And I think what happens to us as women is we can operate at a certain level before we have kids and then we have kids and we don't know how much it's going to take from us <laughs> to raise these little Absolutely. people. We, I think, imagine or dream what it would be like to be a mom. And then you get in it and you're like, oh my goodness, this is the hardest thing I've ever done on a very like physical level because we're sleep deprived and we're probably nutrition deprived. And we're definitely deprived from like time to ourselves that we would normally have had to just be still or check out or do something fun. And we don't, I think, give ourselves enough grace and understanding and compassion to go, of course, I have nothing left to give. Of course, I need time away. Of course, I need, you know, daily rhythms of rest and then annual rhythms of rest. It's like, we're not prepared. (laughs) I don't think any of us are fully prepared for what we're signing up for. And we also have this pressure of like, you're the one, you're the one that has to do everything at the end of the day. Even if you have an amazing partner, I think as moms, we really feel like it all really does fall on me. And it's very hard for us to stop, to say no, to take breaks. So how did you even get yourself to the point where you were willing to go away for, I'm guessing it was maybe a week and be away from your kids and be away from your family and all those responsibilities? Like, how did you negotiate that with yourself to be able to even get away? Sure. Well, one of the things that I am really passionate about is dreaming. And I think that even when we take a seedling of an idea and we start to nurture it, things can happen. Things can come into play and and become aligned so that we can make those dreams happen or so that those those ideas can you know be become something more of just like a little spark and my mom always said dreaming is free like you go ahead just dream dream big it's free and 
It was earlier in that year and my husband had been traveling. He was in China for, you know, weeks at a time for work. And I was alone with like baby and toddler. I have no family for thousands of miles. So rest was not on the docket. And I just started thinking if I could go somewhere, if I could do a trip, you know, on my own without the family and some would say that was selfish, but for me, I knew that would be incredibly restorative and I could come back with so much more to offer. I thought, where would I go? Like, what kind of trip would that look like? I didn't, I didn't just want a relaxing trip. I didn't want a huge adventure. I didn't want to burn out from that. And I came across the Cotswolds again. And I thought, okay, like, what if I did that? What if I did a walking trip? What if someone wanted to go with me? What if it worked with my husband's schedule? What if, and it's those what if questions that I started asking that kind of led to this idea, really like snowballing. And when my husband got back, I said, so I've had this kind of what if, and we have this term in our marriage that we've come up with because we're both big uh, dreamers, have big ideas. And, but sometimes they can scare the other person because you're thinking, wait, what? Do we have to change all of this in order to make this happen? And so this term is suspend reality for a moment. What if dot, dot, dot. And so when we know we're saying suspend reality, it means we're not planning this. This isn't strategic. We're not making this happen right now. This is just what's on my mind. And this is a safe space to be able to share this what if without judgment, without, well, I don't know how that would happen or like that would take so much money or what, you know. And so it just gives us free space to share those what ifs, so those little moments of ideas. And so I said that and he was really receptive to the idea, but obviously we had to figure out the logistics. And at that time, when he wasn't traveling for work, he was able to work remotely. And yet still, there's a baby and a toddler and he's got to work. We made it happen. We made that a goal for later in the year to figure out the logistics for him, the finances for me, and how we would budget for that. And uh, I, I asked a couple of friends, one came with me for the first half from California and the other was already living in England and she came with me for the second half and it came together, but it would never have happened had I not started dreaming mm-hmm. about doing something that, that might bring the restoration that I was hoping for. You brushed over something in there that I want to come back to, which was, sounds like you had a value for going away and taking that time. And you were like, I knew that it would be restorative and that it would help me, you know, pour into everybody else, even though there was like a little thought that it might be selfish. Some people listening, that's the only thought they'll have Mm -hmm. is that this is selfish And the only feeling they would have about taking a a week away from their kids, their family, their responsibilities is guilt. Talk to me about that. Is that something that you've struggled with before? And what would you say to the woman who's like, I just feel guilty and that's just selfish. And like, I should go on a family vacation before I should ever take a whole vacation just for me. Sure. Um, I get a little choked up thinking about that because I have struggled for years Uh, probably ever since becoming a parent with making decisions out of guilt or fear or obligation, those three things. I mean, I struggle with those every day and I have determined though I have not always been able to follow through, but I've determined that I will not make decisions based on guilt or fear 
or obligation. That one, toss that one in too. It kind of goes along with it. But when I make decisions based on guilt or fear, those are not decisions that I look back on or reflect on and have peace about usually. Mm. You know, I can make the decision, no, this isn't right for my family right now, but I need to make that decision based on something other than guilt and fear Mm -hmm. and obligation. And when I can... I mean, of course I cry. I cried when my kids cried as we left. And you know what? I've done this trip now more times and they're getting older. And every time we all cry and, (laughs) but it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. A hard Mm -hmm. thing doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That time for them to spend with my husband and that time for my husband to reflect and say, oh, this is how hard that is. Like Mm -hmm. I, you do that all the time. Uh, And now we've thrown homeschooling into the mix (laughs) and it's really, really so revitalizing to hear him say that and to hear the experiences that they had together. And, and that helps me continue to do it. And so stepping Mm -hmm. out and doing that first time, it is really hard. And, but I've come back and I've experienced creative outflow and energy that doesn't just dissipate. It's not just a one and done experience. That experience of walking, of having that uninterrupted time of dreaming again, it has impacted my life every day since that very first walk Mm -hmm. in so many positive ways. And so now I have that kind of that foundation to go back to and say, okay, I made that decision. It wasn't based on guilt and fear. And look at the positive that's come from that. And now my kids, especially my girls who are getting older, say, can we one day come help you on these retreats? Maybe Mm -hmm. one day I could do that. And they're seeing the things that I'm doing. And because I stepped out and did something that maybe it could have been seen as like, too indulgent or too selfish they're looking at that and it's empowering them Mm -hmm. and it's inspiring them for what they can do in the future Mm -hmm. and and I hope too that my son sees like oh yeah I want you know if I get married I want my wife to be able to do the same thing and go off and do that and have those adventures and there's so much good that's come from it yeah yeah and I want to talk about that I want to talk about some of like the benefits of doing something like this Um, But I just wanted to kind of reiterate what you were saying there in that when we invest in ourselves, it can feel very selfish. It can feel like I'm spending this money and taking this time just on me. But the truth is, is that any investment that we make in ourselves is an investment in our families, our children, our businesses, because all of those areas rely on us being in our optimal state. And when we're not, they all suffer. And so a burnt out mom or a burnt out business owner is no good to her business or her family. And when we take the time regularly to pour into ourselves, to feed our souls, to replenish our creative, emotional, mental stores, we are able then to give that to our family and to be that example to our kids. And I'm super passionate about this already. I think there's no greater return on investment than an investment in yourself. And hopefully that's something that those of you who are listening, if if there's resistance to that, that that's something maybe that you could just ask yourself, is there a way that this would actually be more beneficial taking a trip like this, taking time for myself, investing money and time 
just in my own personal development? Is there a way that that could actually be more of a benefit than not? So I read something today that I wanted to quote, and it it says this, I'm just going to read it. Daily walks are non-negotiable. Neuroscience makes it clear that daily walks are a non-negotiable for our brain health. Daily walks strengthen the connection between brain circuits, important for emotional processing, problem solving, and memory. The synchronicity of these brain networks has been associated with a lower risk for Alzheimer's disease. For how long? One recent study showed a walk of 30 minutes per day at a moderate pace was enough to positively change the architecture of the brain. So I read this and I was like, oh, this, this is good. This applies because everything that I share, I like to give the neuroscience, the brain science research behind it so that this isn't just like, we have this fun idea that like going for a walk could be good for you. This is legit backed by science and the retreat that we're sharing about, we haven't even said exactly what we're sharing about. (laughs) I'm coming on this retreat this Mm -hmm. year. To the Cotswolds, we're going to be walking together from June 23rd to 29th. And one of the reasons that I decided to come on this trip was because I, over this last year, have developed such a huge value for walking. And I've shifted even the way that I'm working out to being less focused on high intensity hit workouts and cardio and actually more focused on walking and strength training. And this is something, again, it's all backed in science. As we age, we need less high intensity workouts and we need more walking and strength training. And so I'd already kind of built this value in and then saw this opportunity again from fresh eyes and went, oh my goodness, there's there's something here about that's different than going on a retreat where you're either going to be, you know, laying around on the beach, which I'm all for, or doing some kind of like crazy hike and, you know, something that gets your nervous system super activated, adventure, adrenaline. Talk to me about walking and the value of walking in your life. Right. So this definitely, this experience when I first did it, it really had an impact on the years following because walking now has become a part of my daily rhythms, walking outdoors, or even if I can just get on an elliptical, but just moving my body in that way, in a way that is really ergonomic. But also studies have shown that walking produces more creative thought. And it is something that serves as a catalyst for our creativity, our problem solving skills. It is really important. And so anytime I know that I've got to sit down and write content or I'm, you know, just working on working on a new project, I know that I need to go walk first. And my, you know, my initial thought is like, no, hunker down and get the work, get the work in. But I know that if I go walk, I'm going to produce something of far more worth and value. And it's going to, it's going to flow much more easily than if I just, you know, hunkered down for five hours and, and punched it out. But um, walking from village to village in the Cotswolds, it has this rhythm that I've seen happen over the course of my trips, because you start to let go of kind of, you know, whatever it is that you need to decompress from. And then there's a childlike uh, point that comes uh, in the walk and it's where the dreaming starts or it's where the processing starts, which is actually why I have a therapist who comes on my trips so that she's there to come alongside people. But there's this arc that happens. You decompress and then you start dreaming or processing and then you start to like, 
see how you can apply what you've been experiencing, whether that's observation or the the act, the movement, so many different things, meditation, prayer, uh, and you can apply that to your time back at home. Like when you return, what does that look like in your daily life? And so there's this whole really beautiful arc that I experienced and that I've, I've watched other women experience on this trip. And then it impacts their daily life on a regular basis once they come home. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things, if you want to make it really practical, because I know I hear like, I'm going to be more creative and I'm like, yeah, that's nice. But is that worth, you know, thousands of dollars and a week of my time to be more creative? What that actually means is you are going to have more ideas, more vision, more clarity about the next steps in your business, the next steps in your family life, in growing your marriage. Like think of whatever it is that's important to you that you want to build. And then imagine getting the opportunity to have some direct downloads of like, this is the next step. And that's, I think the practical of like, you're more creative is like- 100% you know what to do next and you have the clarity of, um, of how to do it. That's, that's what creativity practically looks like, especially in a business. It's like, you've been trying to figure out how to grow, or you've been trying to figure out how to increase your revenue or have a greater impact or collaborate with more like-minded entrepreneurs. Imagine you've had all these questions and you go on something like this and you come home with answers to those questions. And also being able to have an approach to that, that is more rested and less hustle kind of energy driving it too. Yeah, that completely resonates. And creativity does not equal artistry. So, uh, you know, tapping into your creativity doesn't mean, oh, you're going to become a great painter. Right. Uh, We use creativity in, in so many facets of our life, whether that's, you know, figuring out our meal plan for the week or how we're going to juggle our schedule and fit all these puzzle pieces together. When we're on overdrive or we're burnt out or on the verge of it, we don't have the capacity where we've reached decision fatigue. Mm -hmm. And when you get a, a chance to let some of that go and step out of your regular routine and have the chance to think and process and dream, you have that clarity that comes. I've watched and experienced other women who have come on this trip say that to me either at the end of it or months later that they had the clarity to help their family make decisions for moving forward in really big ways or help process aspects from their past in order to be able to move on and make decisions moving forward. And that clarity is huge because when we're in our regular everyday routines, we don't usually get the time to step out of that and, and have that, that real focused vision. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Well, we have to wrap up, but I feel like we could talk about this for another half an hour. Let's just like get really practical for people. So if someone is hearing all this and they're like, I am interested in coming on this walking retreat with Jamie and Heather in the Cotswolds, what are some of the next steps, things that they need to know? I'm going to add all the links and things in the show notes, but tell us, tell us the overview of what we need to know if people are interested in coming. Sure. You can head to bringinginspirationhome.com or find me on social media at Bringing Inspiration Home and click on the links so that you can download the itinerary, the pricing, the dates, everything that you need to know in order to figure out if this 
if this opportunity is right for you and we can have a chat. And also Heather has got some great bonuses that I'm giving away through Heather. I'm so excited about that. There's a full extra day. If you book through Heather, then you get a full extra night and dinner out and a really fun excursion. So there's some great opportunities, but um, just follow those links, bringinginspirationhome.com or at Bringing Inspiration Home on Instagram or Facebook. And you can find out everything you need to know there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to have this chat with me and to hopefully answer some of those questions that come up for women when they hear about something like this. Yes, you are worth the investment of a week away of um, the money and the energy and the effort that it will take to coordinate your life. If there's something inside of you that's like kind of lighting up or you know, leaping or getting excited inside about an idea like this, pursue that. Allow yourself to do what Jamie was saying and suspend reality for a moment and give yourself the permission to play it out and to see, um, you know, sometimes what I like to do is just to see if there's an open door or if there's a closed door as I start asking these questions and looking into the details of things and allow yourself to imagine that this is actually something that could be what's best for your family, your business, your creative endeavors, your relationships, that taking the the leap to pour into yourself could be the best next thing for you. That is all we have for you today. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to either of us. All the links are in the show notes, and we're excited to see some of you on this trip with us in June. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Heather. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart, less hustle message into the hands of more women. And if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out Life Launch. It's my monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.